Well, hello, and welcome, my friend, to the Star City Podcast, the place where you can always listen in on conversations about life, work, family, and faith. Today, we have as our guest, Jenna Woomer, who is a missionary with Love Life Ministries right here in the Star City of Roanoke, Virginia. Jenna and her husband Eastman moved to Roanoke from Atlanta, Georgia, and in just the short time they've lived here in the Roanoke Valley, she has worked with and spoken in numerous churches and ministry groups, inviting others to join with her in speaking up and standing up for unborn baby boys and girls. Jenna, welcome to Star City, and thank you for being our guest today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Well, Jenna, let's jump right in and give our listeners a little information about Love Life Ministries. Now, your mission is to help primarily churches in creating a culture of love and life that will result and lead to an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. Uh, Now, Jenna, what does Love Life mean when they talk about the orphan crisis? Mm -hmm. Well, we know that children and youth enter foster care in cases where they have been either abused, neglected, or abandoned by their parents or guardians. And there are currently 400,000 children in foster care across the U.S., and more than 100,000 of them are waiting to be adopted. So our Love Life Orphan Care is really just a group of individuals within the church that are looking to personally end the orphan crisis in their city by taking a stand um, to place these children in godly homes. We, of course, you know, believe that every child was planned by God. And in James one twenty seven, it says that religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. So what we're doing is encouraging Christians to get involved in solving the orphan crisis by becoming foster parents, adopting children, um, or even funding those that have the capacity to do so. Boy, what a great reminder that is for all of us, Jenna, because a lot of Christians understand the importance of ending abortion, but Mm -hmm. they don't think through the consequences and responsibilities we have with a pro-life movement, which is not simply to rescue the child in the womb of its mother, but provide a loving, supportive, protecting family uh, unit for those children that can be adopted, whose parents and mothers choose to give them up. And so I'm right. really glad that that love life includes uh, from cradle to grave, really, an encompassing mm-hmm. sanctity of life philosophy and and mission. Now, I was reading the website for your ministry base, and Love Life says that they follow the four-step journey found in Nehemiah chapters 1, 2, and 3. Uh, Jenna, what are those four steps, and how do they relate to rescuing the unborn? Yeah, so the, the four-step journey is hear, pray, go, and connect. Um, Just as Nehemiah heard about the walls in Jerusalem being broken down, he sought God in prayer, and then he went to the city and mobilized the people to rebuild the walls in Jerusalem. So we walked churches through this similar journey to rebuild the walls in our own cities, um, which is what we call an adoption week. Now, the here portion takes place on Sunday of a church's chosen adoption week where the congregation will hear from their pastor on what the Bible says about the sanctity of life. They'll also be informed on the tragic truth of abortion in the United States. And on Wednesday, we invite everyone to join in a day of churchwide fasting and prayer over the unborn. 
And then on Saturday of the adoption week, the congregation will go to a prayer walk at the local abortion center where they will be given the opportunity to intercede through prayer as moms and dads actually go into the clinic for their abortion appointment. And then at the end of that prayer walk, we invite Christians into ongoing ministry around the issue of abortion. And we have seen that on days where the church is concentrated on prayer, that there is up to a 70% drop in abortion. So we've seen that prayer is truly the key. And that's how these four steps mobilize the church to be involved with rescuing the unborn. Wow, what an exciting statistic. Seventy Up to 70% drop in abortions on the weeks that churches come together, uh, interceding yes. and praying for the sanctity of life and the rescue of those little baby boy boys and girls. Well, Janet, tell us a little bit about yourself. How or why did you become a missionary with Love Life Ministries? And, and what was it about this particular ministry that, that so captured and captivated your heart? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was actually raised in a Christian home. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids, so we definitely have a culture of life in my own family. And I came to the knowledge of God's saving grace actually at a very young age. And Christ has truly been shaping and guiding my steps, you know, according to his plan since then. And growing up, I felt a calling on my life to missions. And God put a passion in my heart for the unborn during my freshman year of college. And I actually soon became aware of love life through a friend of my husband's and actually um, a member of our church, which is Nick Mary. And I was quickly connected with love life leadership and almost immediately went to training at our home base in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, And there they just equipped me to bring love life to Roanoke, Virginia. So now we've been officially launched for over a year and a half. And I think what really captures my heart about love life is the emphasis on the church's involvement in this crisis. We know that the church is the greatest organism on the face of the planet. And if we are mobilized and united across the nominational lines, then we will see our mission accomplished. Boy, what a great reminder that is and very inspiring. Uh, Jenna, you know, we've recently experienced as a nation a truly historic answer to many, many prayers. And and of course, I'm referring to the Supreme Court's decision of Dobbs versus Jackson, which reversed Mm -hmm. the court's five-decade decision, which was based on the notion that the right to an abortion was included and protected in the part of the idea of liberty in the United States Constitution. Thankfully, that decision has been overturned. And, And I believe personally, that this single decision will lead to the survival of many, many baby boys and girls in the years to come. Uh, Now, as a right-to-life leader and activist and missionary, uh, how do you see this ruling? And and how do you believe Mm -hmm. this decision has changed? How are you seeing it changing the conversation in the culture of the country, even right here in our own valley, with regards to your own work and witness? Right. Yeah. Well, Brian, you know, we're praising God and celebrating this victory. And of course, I want to honor all of those that have, you know, gone before me and gone to the Lord in prayer over this decision. I know a lot of us never thought we would see this day come. Um, Mm. But this is really not the time for Christians to put this issue on the back burner. Now is actually more the time than ever to get involved. Um, You know, Roe v. Wade has been overturned, yet there's so much more work to be done. 
and there will still be broken and hurting families facing unplanned pregnancies. Um, and many might not be aware of this, but abortion numbers have actually risen here in Roanoke since then because we're seeing an influx of families traveling from surrounding states. Um, but ultimately, we believe that the church will bring an end to abortion, not politicians, because when the church shapes the culture, then politicians and legislation will follow that lead. So what we're doing is inviting every pastor across the United States to become a house of refuge church. And this will allow us to create a culture in our cities where women and men stop running to the local abortion center for the answers and instead run to your church. Boy, what a great and wonderful way for a church to open up its heart and its arms to its community and and young women who are considering abortion. And some feel they're being pressured and they have no other choice but to have an abortion. And yet yeah. to know that every local church, or there are those local churches in the community that literally has have their loving arms of Jesus outstretched to welcome them and to encourage them. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenna, what happens when a church signs up to participate in Love Life Ministries? Uh, you've talked about that already a little bit, but for those who are hearing about your ministry for the very first time, uh, what does that look like if there's an abortion clinic, say, in their city, such as there is right mm-hmm. here in Roanoke? Uh, how does Love Life help others to become organized in the local church to defend and speak up for the lives of the unborn? Yeah, so when a church signs up to participate with Love Life, they will choose an adoption week out of our 40-week journey of consecutive prayer walks. Um, And during their adoption week, um, we will walk them through that four-step journey that we had just discussed. Um, And it will involve a prayer walk across the street from our local abortion center here in Roanoke and across the United States where we have um, our other chapters. And it's not a protest, and the people who are attending the prayer walk will not be engaging with the women and men seeking abortion, but we will be focused on intercession on behalf of the women and men going inside of the building. Um, But we do have trained sidewalk outreach teams that are on the front lines of the abortion center, offering the hope of the gospel and the help of the church. And for those that attend the prayer walk, and feel called towards further involvement, um, we will connect them to be trained in either sidewalk outreach, mentoring, orphan care, or post-abortion healing right here in our city. Boy, that's great. That is wonderful. And I hope those that are listening to this podcast here at Star City, if if you are not already aware of Love Life Ministries or your pastor isn't, I hope you'll help him to understand and help your friends to understand the opportunity that we have and how blessed we are to have Jenna as a Love Life missionary right here with us in our valley to help coordinate uh, this pro-life movement that is so important when it comes to uh, defending and promoting the sanctity of life. Now, Jenna, uh, let's talk about something kind of fun and personal for you and Eastman. (laughs) You recently had some pretty exciting news that you shared with your friends on Facebook. Would you mind telling us about it here on Star City today? (laughs) Yes, we do have some very exciting news. Um, My husband, Eastman, and I will actually be welcoming our very first little one into the world this coming January. Um, And it's just been, you know, such a special time for us 
to celebrate the life that is inside of my womb that God has just so graciously blessed us with. And we're very, we're definitely looking forward to it. Well, congratulations. And uh, boy, what a exciting uh, rapid ride this has been in the last few years for you. And as you've gotten married and now you and Eastman are living here in Roanoke and, and you're working with Love Life Ministries and now you're carrying a baby as well. What a what better way mm-hmm. is there to underscore the importance of the mission and message of life than the fact that God has blessed you with the opportunity and the privilege of carrying a new life right yes. inside of you? And we'll certainly be praying for a uh, wonderful and healthy uh, birth and journey as you go through this time of uh, growth for your baby. Now, now Jenna, yeah, before we go, you. is there any experience or a, a story that you could share with us about someone that you've encountered or something that has happened since you began working with Love Life that that holds a special place in your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've seen God truly work in amazing ways, things that I never thought I would witness. Um, but we've now seen 31 moms choose life in Roanoke over the past two years of ministry. Wonderful. And one of the many testimonies that is very close to my heart actually happened on a Thursday when our t- team was doing outreach at the local Planned Parenthood. Um, and I was simply just offering resources to women, women as they were coming into the parking lot. And there's this one girl, she was driving in. She barely rolled down her car window to take the literature that I was handing out. And she quickly implied that she was not there for an abortion. Um, But I still continued to tell her about the help that we offer to families who are facing unplanned pregnancies. Um, So she ended up going inside of the building only for a matter of minutes before leaving again. And then about 20 minutes later, I got a phone call from the same girl. And I could tell that she was in tears. And she soon told me that she actually had just found out that she was pregnant and she was at Planned Parenthood for an abortion. Um, And she told me, she said, I wanted to get rid of it. But when I saw you standing out there, I just couldn't go through with it. Wow. And that is the power of the church standing up, showing up and standing in the gap to be a sign for these families. Um, But the most amazing part of her story to me is actually when we picked her up and we brought her to Blue Ridge Women's Center to see her baby for the first time. And she invited um, a volunteer and I into the ultrasound room. And when the technician told her her due date, she got tears in her eyes and she said, that's my mom's birthday. (laughs) Um, Her mom had actually passed away a few years ago and holds a very special place in her heart. And it was just clearly a sign from God for her to keep this child. Um, So this mom has received so much love from the local churches, and she actually had her baby girl, who is named now after her grandmother. Um, And I just love that story because it truly shows God's intentionality and his care for us as individuals when he seeks us out. Boy, that is a wonderful and powerful reminder. Thank you so much, Jenna, for sharing uh, that precious experience with you and and how precious and encouraging that is for the rest of us to hear it as well. So, well, thank you for being with us today on Star City. And much more importantly, thank you for your faithful work 
with Love Life Ministries right here in the Roanoke Valley. And a very big congratulations to you and your (laughs) husband, Eastman, on the announcement of your pregnancy. And all of us who know and love you guys are so happy for you and certainly want to continue to keep you in our hearts as well as in our prayers in this exciting journey over the next nine months. Thank you so much. Well, So thank you for being with us, Jenna. Now, now, if you would like to know more about Jenna's work and the mission of Love Life Ministries and how you can become involved personally, prayerfully, or financially, then just go to lovelife.org. That's all one word, lowercase, lovelife.org. And learn how God might want to use you to help promote and protect a culture of life for the unborn. Now, thank you, friends, for joining us here on the Star City Podcast today. And if you would, please invite someone else to listen in with you for encouraging and interesting stories about life, work, family, and faith. I'm Brian Smith reminding you to keep living by His grace and always for His glory.